Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and this week I am joined with Brett Freeman. Hey, everyone. Jonathan Lee. Hello. Zach Katie. Hey, hey, hey. And our head judge for Packs Unplugged, our head shot caller, Mike Berg. Evening, everybody. Uh, so this week we are going to be talking, uh, last week we talked about Road. Uh, Brett has a little bit of a change of heart. Brett, do you want to talk to us about it? Yeah, so we did a, a tournament this weekend. Uh, so I got to play four games with it. Some of them were very, very impactful. I flew a, an i6 and an i5. I was playing an i6 and an i5. And uh, whoever had lost the the die roll at the beginning of that game normally would have just been uh, in such a, a tough pressure situation. And Road made it kind of fun. It was really fun just waiting to see, you know, were my plans going to work out the way I think? Was Road going to stop that from uh, actually happening? And I was going to have to try and adjust. Um, it, I, I found that it was a lot more enjoyable than I expected. So I just felt I needed to uh, say that I may have been wrong with all of my doom and gloom last week. And I'm excited to get some more games under my belt with it. So the naysayers, when they finally got to play it, aren't naysaying anymore. Look at that. All right, so uh, with that being said, uh, we have our official PAX rules. I know we posted some of them. We will have an official document that comes out. Uh, we have a welcome packet that has uh, a little bit of misinformation on it right now. We're going to adjust everything. Um, hopefully, we have it adjusted before this episode airs. Um, but when this episode airs, we will be exactly one month out to PAX. So we are going to, um, before we go into the stream topic, we're probably going to, I will share all the prizes that we will be giving out. Um, if on the prize wall, we will have um, top prizes, all that fun stuff. And uh, we will have pictures of everything posted around the internet. So make sure you check them out if you uh, haven't seen them yet. A lot of cool things um that we we have worked on uh that we've outsourced and everything so with that being said we did officially announce when we uh were doing packs that we were going to be doing random player and because of the direction that amg took it we don't want to you know go against them and because we announced it's going to be random players reportedly we will be instituting the road rules. Um, if this is your first time doing it, I would probably recommend trying to do a, you know, a couple of test games in advance. It is not as bad as you think it is if you are on that train. Uh, but I, like I said, we will be doing the road rules for packs. So that is the random order after dial. So you don't figure out who the first player is until after that. Um, now, with that being said, my colleagues here have convinced me that you should not introduce a ban list. Now, I know AMG has only really said that they will be only, they will be banning things, but the only one they really announced is the 
ban of Luke Gunner. So we will not be instituting a ban list. If you want to bring Luke Gunner, you know, 26 points of fun, um, so be it. But I, I think also at the same time, we, we are under the impression that things like sense are probably going to be banned. Things like supernatural are probably going to be banned. We want to make sure that the flow of the game is really kind of progressing. So if you are bringing one of these things and we understand they're going to have a lot of decisions to make because of it, we just want to make sure that, you know, um, Paces keep being kept, and and we're going to be making sure going around to the different tables, especially with any of these upgrades, um, to make sure that things are being done in a timely manner. Um, does anyone have comments on that? Um, or before we go on, I don't think so. Okay. Um, with that information we you know i know one of the things on the stream they said that they're going to be doing a 75 round or they're going to be a time limit and round counters we're not going to be doing round counters i think that's something we need a little bit more information on. so it's just going to be the straight 75 minutes um that we will have four packs unplugged each round um So that's probably nothing new. And then uh, the one thing that we do want to, uh, I, I think the AMG team was pretty adamant when they announced this, was that they, uh, with regen, once you hit half points, you are at half points. We will not be, uh, you can't regen above to back air to get your points back. So I, I think that's important. We're going to make sure we're spreading the word about this. And But, I mean, I still think regen is probably good because, you know, it's keeping things alive. Um, and it's it's probably something that has been in the game, should have been in the game for a long time now. So um, we're, we're going to be instituting those rules. Other than that, everything in the most up-to-date rules reference guide is going to be um, – applied so the gas clouds and all that fun stuff the remotes all that everything like that is still going to be applied to the game um these are just the things that we're going to be progressing and like i know some people might be upset about it but i think at the same time we're also trying to really um i guess kick it off right so i mean we know that this is probably the future of the game the amg basically that in the screen and this is what it's going to be uh, so uh, I think there's no point in, you know, what is it, was the quote, bury the past, whatever the guy was said. I, I think it's important that we just try to, uh, bring this new game of X-Men to everyone. And, and really, like, I think it'll be a fun opportunity. Like I said, because this is going to be one of the first tournaments that all this is happening. Hopefully it's, uh, we get the player accounts and, uh, people give it a chance to really, see what the new game's going to be like and really start to... Um, I think it'll be a nice segue because like, we're instituting some of the rules, but like some of the rules we still need more information on. So I think it'll be a nice segue into the um, new game that we're basically going to be going into, basically 3.0. Now, granted, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later, there's going to be no bumping stuff, there's going to be no none of that action or bumping and all that stuff because they said that it was in playtesting. It's not even a rule yet, if it even becomes a rule. So don't worry about any of that. Um, 
And other than that, is do you guys have anything that you want to talk about the rules? Like, do you wanna? Is there anything that like you want to talk about with uh, the rules coming up? No, everything sounds fine to me. Uh, so you, you're, you are, I mean, you, you've been running tournaments at, at East Coast Gamers, and like you, you know, you're, you're uh, you think these 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 sound legit? You know, like as far as the uh, um stuff moving forward. Yeah, I mean, they're taking the game in the direction they want to, and I've played two games with the road rules myself. And I don't see any issues with them. It, it actually makes it a little more interact. I mean, it's a lot more dice rolling. But it, I was initially worried that it was going to take some of the tactical skill out of the game. And it really isn't affecting it that much. You still have to try and guess where your opponent is going to go. You still got to guess where you're gonna, your ships are going to end up. So it just takes that, okay, well, I know you're going to go first. This from the start to the end, out of the game. If that makes sense, it makes sense to uh, me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, like if you haven't listened to our last episode, it was probably one of our better episodes having Drew on it. And, and we we talked in depth about road, and it's like we have really kind of like tested this. It wasn't like we just made a call because this. It was, we, you know, had a tournament, we got some player data, you know, it might not have been the most extensive, but we did actually, we, we didn't just, you know, say, hey guys, this is what we're doing. We did look into it. We really did, like, actually do some player testing with all this. Um, do you guys have anything, anyone else have anything they want to talk about packs coming up or anything like that? So I, I have a thought, which I probably should have brought up beforehand. So, uh, since we're doing oh, yes. the the uh, regen change, is there any type of board state marker that you think people should be using to indicate when a ship gets to half points? That is a interesting thing that we can talk about. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later that uh, AMG has announced that they will be um, allowing note-taking, right? Correct. Yes. So, so I mean, uh, I think you know that's not going to be anything that's different with us. We're going to obviously allow new taking, um, and I think I mean maybe it is something that uh, we should consider. Okay. There Do you we... have anything in mind, Brett? Like, no, oh, I, I just, just that could just down. seem like a you know, a potentially disastrous scenario if you have one player saying, no, I got him in the half, and the other player saying no, and the current board state is no, and it's just, you know, potentially a hassle. But I'm uh, I'm sure that we could figure that out, and I like to think people are not going to just be blatantly lying about stuff like that. Sure. Um yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, is there any ship in there that you can get the half points without damage cards? I mean, I guess if you have the five that repair the damage cards. Right. Yeah, I, I think. Um, and uh, Y-Wings, I think the new, or like, yeah, aren't Y-Wings four and four? But whatever, if region yeah, yeah. Y-Wings are breaking the game, we'll figure it out. 
Right. Um, so yeah, maybe that is something that we need just need to uh, make sure the players are aware of is that um, it it needs to be noted and that uh, a ship is at half points. Uh, maybe maybe we'll try to do a quick little token. Um, to I just like giving you work. Vote. That's kind of the yeah. Thanks, thanks, Brett. It's okay. Uh, well, it, it it's something that we will uh, definitely consider. Um, anything about packs though? Any uh, more? Nope. Just, Any questions? Just, uh, ideally, if you're planning on coming, uh, register for it so that way we can just make sure we have all of our space allotted properly. Right. So, um, because we are doing um, tabletop to you can register now, and like I said, it is free. Uh, the tournament is free to come and play in, uh, so you don't have to pay anything more than your packs badge. Uh, which is new for us, so it, it's, it's a great way. And like I said, if you are a casual player, it's a great way to just jump in. We will, um, on this note, uh, we want anyone to reach out. We'll be doing a rules episode probably two weeks prior to PAX, uh, so we will be asking anyone now within the next two weeks to send us any, you know, uh, questions, any kind of rules, anything at all. I mean, uh, the rules form exists. We'll probably be utilizing that a lot. But if you have any interactions that are like sketchy or anything that's different, definitely send them our way now. You can send them to Liberty Squadron Podcast at gmail.com. You can send them to the Facebook page, uh, the Liberty Squadron group, uh, or anything. Or just, you know, like I said, reach out to us some way that we can uh, actually go through the rules and, and uh, like I said, two weeks prior to, we'll have a, another episode that will uh, go in and go through everything with a fine tooth comb that you might have um, uh, interacting with packs. You know, it, it, it could be we had one uh, question already come in about like the uh, vaccine mandates and the masks and everything, and they're still working on it. They, they, it's not going to just be the card. I think they, they have an app coming, so uh, there is that. Um, we will post you guys any information we get on that as soon as possible as well. Um, with that being said, though... Can I say one thing, Andrew? I I would say also, just even if you know you have a a tricky interaction, um, if you have a rules forum ruling on it already, uh, sending that to us might not be a bad idea, just so that way uh, that's something that we can know in advance, and it's not a ruling we have to go up and look at at you know, like during the tournament, so that way there's no delays. That uh, yeah, that is a good point. I've done that before, where like I'll have a question and then like uh, I will reach out to someone that uh, knows the rulings more. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. If you have any kind of things that might require a judge, well, research it yourself and then let us know. Um. Also, with tax, I know we talked about this a little bit in the past, but we'll, we have an extensive prize list, and um, I know some people have been post are checking it out already. But we'll start from the bottom, and uh, each game we have a we'll be giving out prize tickets, and you know we actually do have a prize wall that you know I think at first it was a little bit of a dream and uh, all that fun stuff, but I think it's actually came come to fruition and. We're going to have like a lot of things that, you know, all of our old arts, the IG-88s are going to be up there. Uh, 
the you know all of our old all cards with Grievous and R2 and C3PO, they'll all be up there. Uh, we have the special Liberty Turtle Locks that'll be up there. Um, but we also have a lot of prize support that is coming in from different uh, podcasts, different local groups, anything like that. It's like some things that you might, you know, if you you are outside the area that are you never interact with some of these groups prior, um, they're going to be sending us stuff that will be up on this prize wall. Like I, we, I want to plug right now. We have um, some templates that they're not full templates, I would say, but they're Midwest uh, Scrubcast templates, one banks that has the Star Viper from their uh, podcast in there. So uh, they're pretty cool. We'll have uh, those to give away. We have a lot more coming in, and I will be plugging everyone as soon as they uh, when they, when they do come in um, to make sure. Uh, everyone knows what's going to be up there. So, like I said, it's going to be you know the same thing where you get like one prize ticket um, for playing, one more prize ticket for winning, um, and, and we'll have a bunch of things up there that you guys can cash in on these down. I mean, and I know it's not going to be like a official FFG prize wall with dice and all that fun stuff and templates, but we're we're doing this that you know people can try to keep and uh. I uh, keep playing and then instead of drop. We also have a great new alt art being done by um, Hangar 19, 19 Studios. Uh, he's done all of our alt arts, alt arts before with the IGs. But uh, with the theme of it being adverse Boba, we should have regular cards. They're going to be reverse cards where it's on one side, but when you're listening, it's like a, um, I'll show you the pictures on our Facebook page where it's, it's a, uh, the same event basically from each perspective of the um, fight going on. So it's really cool. He does great work. Um, we will have plastic cards for top players. We will have regular cards um, for on the wall. If you want extras, we will have a bunch of those going around. Um, for top 32, we have, I believe, I believe we're doing the arch tokens, the Mythosaur, uh, Jasper's Feather logo charge tokens that we made. Definitely awesome. Um, for top 16, I believe we have, I want to say it is the template, the Ranger Rulers. We don't have a picture of them yet, but they'll be coming soon. Um, for top eight, I believe we have some Boba and, or it's Fire Spray and, uh, Millennium Falcon dial covers that we have coming. Uh, compliments of uh, Corey on my local in our group. At four will be the Hans Lucky Dice Locks. It will be a full set of golden dice locks, which <laughs> I, I like these the best probably out of everything uh, that we've ever done. But like it's a full set of nine, or I'm sorry, six target locks that have different. Um, each lock has a different symbol on Han's dice, and then the Sabak dice, and then top the top two will get a the Han and or Boba uh, template trays that we have, and then we have a special trophy for the champion. Um, so there is a bunch of prize support coming if you were on the fence about it, and uh, I don't let me forget this. Uh, we are also doing a top in faction prize uh, where you get a template, or not a template tray, um, a dice tray that has your, your top in faction for that day. Um, that will be given um, from Swiss. Uh, it won't be uh, for the cut as well. But So from Swiss, it'll be 
the top in faction, you will get a dice tray that uh, commemorates that you were top uh, uh, for the PAX Unplugged tournament. Um, so with that, you know, uh, like I said, there's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot of prize support, especially all the stuff that you'd be getting into a free tournament. You get to check out the con, you get to do all this fun stuff. So bear with us. We know we're doing a lot for you guys. If you're, uh, you know, on the fence about road, we have all this other fun stuff that we are giving away that, uh, you know, and, and to come to. And then obviously we're always going to be down to go out afterwards for packs. Whew. So that was a mouthful. Um, yeah, you must be tired. I'm a little tired. It was a very long day for me. <laughs> so that is what you guys can expect for PAX. All right, someone has to take over the rest of the show while I do take a nap. <laughs> no, but I mean, do you guys have, you know, members of the cast, any questions that you might think of uh, someone might be asking us at a later date? So I don't have a question, but I think this might be a good time to just uh say a few things that we've said previously which is that it's going to be a five round tournament barring you know a hundred more people signing up and everyone who gets four wins or more is going to move on to the cut uh so it could be a graduated cut where there are some buys uh to start off the the day on sunday but uh mov is not going to matter whatsoever so it's uh it's just win your games get at least four wins and move on um and since we're talking about rules it makes sense to have that in here as well Absolutely. Um, it, yeah, def- definitely. It, it's a nice little system. I know some people complain that, you know, they have uh, it's games or tournament days are too long. So uh, it'll, it'll be nice to see all that come down. Um, come down to it and, and see how that system works. And then I, I know we will talk about this in a little bit, but uh, with uh, AMG basically saying that there's going to be a new system for MOV, uh, we don't have any information on that. So we're going to just work with what we have. Um, all right, Mike, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I mean, we you've hit it on all the major points, so it sounds cool. like it should be a nice, relaxing event. <laughs> all right, um, so with that, why don't we jump into what our thoughts on the uh, AMG stream that is probably caused. So much controversy in the past. I don't think I've ever seen it like this before. I mean, we we saw it. We we thought there was controversy last time with uh, them announcing the road without having a official stream or anything, and then they do the stream, and I think it even like it caused more controversy. So, I mean, people are X Wing. Big X Wing names are taking breaks from X Wing. It's kind of crazy. Um, so, Brian, why don't you kick us off here? Um, well, okay, first I'm going to say something a bit negative, and then I'll say something a bit positive. Um, the fact that AMG did their road announcement uh, you know, the week before, just in a tweet, uh, like we talked about in the last episode, was really, really bad. Doing that and then following it up with a stream that made even more drastic rule changes was probably even worse. Um, so I think it's safe to say that AMG could have like the worst public relations department in, in anything, but, um, 
with that being said, I still did appreciate that they gave us a nice long stream and they did answer a lot of questions. Um, I think the, the most important one was that uh, there is no beta test for the road rules or anything like that. That is 100% happening. Um, they they have internally play tested it. They have decided it's the way to go. So, you know, all the... You know, the bitching and moaning about, uh, you know, random order after dials, it, it doesn't matter anymore. That's the way it's going to be. Get used to it. Uh, AMG, for all of their faults, are definitely willing to make big changes. Um, and they uh, they showed that for sure on this stream. Um, so I think we've probably kind of beaten that change to death, but I don't know if anyone has <laughs> anything they want to throw Well, out. yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they outright uh, said, um, Will Schick outright said they wanted to shake the snow globe as hard as they could. I think that was his exact words to change things up. I think so. Um, You could definitely tell, at least in my mind, that uh, AMG had seen all the hate that they were getting the week before. And they had some prepared statements to make at the beginning. And they uh, they were very frank and maybe a little harsh even. Um, on all the whining that the X-Wing community was doing. Um, so, I mean, props to them for being able to look at their player base and say, look, we we think we know better than you do. Um, but it, it definitely started out, I thought, in a pretty uh, contentious way almost and, and never really got uh, much uh, of a tone change. I have a question. Um do you think that, like, I mean, okay, now I know AMG is getting a lot of heat uh, uh, for all this, but do we think that, like, in any way possible, AMG, not AMG, Asmodee was kind of like, this is what we want from you guys? Um, or, or do you think that they were kind of just like, hey, we have this game that we inherited, and, um, you know, we're going to shake it up? Uh, or do you think maybe it was a greater picture of Asmodee being like, we weren't happy with the way FFG was handling this. This is what we expect from you guys. I mean, I mean, I can't imagine. I, I, mean, I have no idea about the inner workings of the game industry, but my impression of Asmodee corporate is that it's a very much a corporate holding entity, and I doubt that they care very much about the exact mechanics of how X Wing is. Huh. You know? Okay. I think it's just a corporate reshuffling of putting all the miniatures games in one house and then, you know, putting all the uh, role-playing games in someplace else. And then just like, that's that's what it feels like to me. And maybe just like setting up for eventual like selling of the whole Asmodee company to like a bigger fish because they're owned by like another private equity firm, if I remember correctly. It just, uh, right. I, I don't think corporate cares. They just want, so i i think i agree that asmodee is probably not super concerned about the mechanics but i wouldn't be surprised if there was a directive that you know you need to increase sales by x percent uh you know over the 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 next 12 months or 18 months and uh i i can understand how one person could take that directive and think, all right, well, I think 
one way to do that is probably to reduce the barrier for entry, at least on the skill level. So we're going to uh, kind of reduce the, the learning curve or the, the skill curve and uh, make this a more welcoming game for new players, which is not a bad idea from a business perspective. So I, I think that there could have been a directive like that, but I, I agree with Jonathan. I don't think that there was uh, pushback from Asmodee that, uh, you know, we think you need to make this more interactive in X way or, or Y way. Yeah, I mean, I could see Asmodee saying your profit margin needs to be X. So either cut costs by Y or increase revenue by Z, you know? Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, a, a, another factor, and Zach probably can speak to this more than, than any of us, um, and it was kind of what Drew brought up on the last episode, uh, you know, AMG might just be trying to, to reshape this game into the way they would have made it initially as a miniatures company when FFG was more of a board game company. I, I think Zach has pointed that out, you know, many times that that miniatures were not FFG's forte, board games were. So maybe they uh, just really sat back and thought, like, if we were making this game now, we would have done a, a very random order uh, for for you know, movement. So we already have this initiative system. We're not printing a new edition that's going to get rid of that, but we're going to, you know, try and make it in our vision anyway. You know, like sometimes Will Schick, he'll say things like, someone will ask a question and he'll be like, well, if you play any other miniatures game, this is, and then in so, he doesn't actually say it, but you could imagine him saying, if you play any other miniatures game, you idiot. <laughs> this is how it works in other games, you know? Uh, but I, I can see, yeah, when he's answering X-Wing questions, sometimes he has that attitude. Even though I do think they seem sincere in their desire to have X-Wing persevere in the long term. I agree. It's a lot. Yeah. It's go, go so ahead. much effort. It's so much effort with no monetary value, like the stuff that they're doing right now, right? Like yep. changing these rules and stuff that has no immediate monetary value. They could just be making more gunboats with like more pilots or, you know, Scarif battle packs with, you know, stuff that like, you know, people would buy. But uh, imagine if they brought Carner Jacks back <laughs> like in like a, you know, new tie interceptor. I think people would run and buy it. That'd be like an easy thing to do. What they're doing is the hard thing. It, it is the hard thing for sure. Um, and I wonder if it's just them preparing for a year or so when they're going to launch a whole new third edition and, and these were the rules that they would put in there so they're trying to get us used to them now. Um, that seems like it would be a solid uh, strategy to do if you were um, you know, planning on taking that course of action. Uh, I, I don't know about you. I, I got to say, like I, I do go back and forth on whether or not I find their tone to be a little you know, offensive to the, the normal X-Wing player. You know, have you ever played any other miniatures game? I mean, like, we were watching them on stream completely butcher a game of X-Wing, and they're they're mm -hmm. kind of talking down to us about whether or not we play other games. I, I thought that was a little um, kind of condescending, and I wasn't sure exactly how that type of tone would go over. I mean, I, I see people complaining about how they're playing X-Wing, but, you know... 
honest to God, like I, we all know the reason that they were there was to communicate to us as the uh, players of what they are doing with the game. I mean, they know how to play the game. They know, I mean, have you ever tried to have a full conversation with, you know, an entire community while playing a game? Like uh, it's hard work. I, I definitely see like why people are butchering them on that. Like I think it's nonsense. Hey, um, I, I get it's hard work, and I agree that the focus of that stream was not on them playing X-Wing, and I think that the way to handle that would have been to not play a game of X-Wing. Um, <laughs> like, just sit there no. and talk to us for the hour, because when you were wasting the five minutes or whatever doing your maneuvers, I think we were all like, can you get back to the good stuff? Like, we, we, we could not care well, any any less I, about watching this game. I, I mean... I- in terms of their attitude, I could not imagine trying to interact with a twi- like a Twitch stream. <laughs> like, or I, I don't fault them for their attitude having to deal with the fan base. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a little. They, I think they get a pass from me on that. Like, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's not always in this context, but I mean, a lot of times they want to showcase new things, and the best way to do it is by playing a game, and uh, I I think it's fine. I mean, anyone that's really kind of harping on them for what, what they were doing, like, it's it's okay, and I think at the same time, it's, you know, if they were to, it, we got like an hour and like 15 minutes, like, of content out of it, like, whether it be complete an hour and 15 minutes, it, it was a gave time to people for people to jump into the chat and talk to them. Um, where like if we it was just straight contact content of what you know we might have been allowed to hear and stuff. I, I think um, maybe it would have boiled down to like 15, 20 minutes where it's you know I, I think it's fine. Um, it, it gave people the opportunity to get in there and do what they need. So. That's just me. Uh, um. So yeah. No, no. Go ahead. No. 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 I was going to move things along. If you have anything else, you want to. No. I was. Say. I was thinking the same. The same thing. Um. So. Yeah. And I think we we already hit a lot of these points. Um. They they uh, did say now that no taking is going to be okay within reason for tournament play. Um, I, I think we could all agree that that is such a common sense rule. I never understood why that was banned uh, in the first place, and we know it was very, very horribly enforced to the point where, like, one day of Worlds was allowed to take notes, one day was not allowed to take notes. So, uh, yeah, thank, thank you to them for having that common sense uh, interpretation. I don't think anyone is going to be uh, against that. Uh, I thought the regenning for half points one. Um, was a very good rule. I have abused regen many, many times. Uh, I tried to abuse regen this weekend before before Andrew uh, cut me down at the knees and said, "Oh yeah, you can't you can't regen above half points anymore." Um, it it's it's the way it should have always been, right? Like you're you're not taking points off the scoreboard. So uh, yet another good change there. I thought um, a lot of these are common yeah. sense, and uh, it's good that they had that common sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really kind of, like, bold that they, like, this was a lot of stuff that they touched base on was stuff from, like, voices from the community. 
And I, I think that's one thing that like FFG just never could really handle. And, um, you know, with that being said, maybe they are listening to us. And, you know, I think Road is one thing that I think people are, and I know people have been bashing Road without actually giving it a chance. So uh, I'm thinking, like, you know, th these are a lot of things, the things that they're addressing on are things that, like, people have been complaining since the day that I've gotten into X. So uh, I... I Kudos to them, I guess, for uh, actually getting the internet. Yeah, and let's give them kudos now because there's not many kudos to be given for the rest of the stream. Um, I, I think there's a lot of uh, items that people are very unhappy about coming up. I, I'd say the one last thing that, that everyone is probably on board with is the ban list. They, they announced there was going to be a ban list, and like Andrew said before, we know Luke Gunner's on there. We know things that reveal dials are going to be on there. Basically, what they said is dials are going to be sacred again. Um, so could be anything that lets you change your dial um, is, is going to be banned. Um, supernatural, maybe precog, those things will be banned. So they're going to get rid of a lot of the, uh, the mechanics that made dials not important. And let's be honest, dials are probably the coolest part of this game. So that was another good thing that they were, they were saying. I mean, and uh, in relation to that, they said uh, hyperspace is no longer. Right, yeah. They're, so they're going to have extended, I guess, where everything's allowed, and then standard, which is going to just have the ban list. It sounded like those were going to be the only changes between the two. Almost sounds like... Yeah, well, I mean, like, how extensive could the ban list be that we'd have two different formats? I, I don't know. Right, but I, I, mean, I do feel like that's what they said that you know the wild wild west of extended has everything and then the ban list uh, is going to take out the problem child but I, I could also have heard that wrong did they refer to pre-dial movements like I didn't hear them say I, did, I they, say... They did, did they allude to pre-dial movement stuff being banned I don't think they, they they basically stuff that anything that like the Dallas exposes your yeah your yeah so like um so uh, whatever the new I still think of it as intelligent what is the um informant informant yeah and they said they wouldn't necessarily get rid of every dial peaking mechanic if it had a cost so I mean it's possible something like Snoke where you always have to spend a force could be there maybe sense even where you, you have to spend a force though if you leave sense that seems like a giant missed opportunity like that seems like one that should clearly be on the ban list um so they they weren't very clear i mean that's the unfortunate part because i know andrew would have liked to have had a ban list going on to, okay. to try and get rid of the the abusive stuff for packs but it, there, there just wasn't enough clarity right and one of the things that i do want to um I'd be interested to see, like, with Informant and Snoke and all that stuff. Like, and they don't have, even though they don't have, like, a cost to do it, it's kind of like you need a ship that, um, that, that can take it. So it's kind of like, you know, Snoke having two, um, crew member slots, like, it, it really needs to, uh, go on a, a Z shuttle or the Epsilon or Informant, where it's kind of like you have to be in range two and, 
on a ship that has a cruise line, and it's kind of like, okay, how many ships, like, how many ships does that really matter? Like, is it going to be something where, like, a support ship is more important, like, in these cases? And that's what they're kind of going for. Um, where something like Sense is just kind of like, okay, yeah, you have to spend a force, what to do? Uh, or you don't even have to spend a force. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see which one of these two end up on the bad list, if not all of them. Right, I, I completely agree. Um, so then, though, they went into some big changes, I think. Um, they they said that tor- tournament scoring is just going to get a complete overhaul. Uh, they want to encourage uh, aggression and actual destruction of ships. They do not want... Uh, it sounds like they really, really do not want someone to half-point something and run away till time. Um, and that... You know, having a very small uh, victory like that will not be worth many. I think they called them event points, um, where meanwhile you could have someone who is, you know, just trying to destroy their opponent. They're getting like 176 points every every round, but they're just not quite getting the win. That person could do higher or place higher than someone who has more wins than them, but they're very weak wins. Uh, so. We, we don't yet know the, the formula it's going to be, but it sounds like it's going to be a very significant change to uh, really encourage a lot of fighting, which doesn't sound like right. a bad thing. I, w- I want to make sure that we tread lightly on this because, I, I mean, I think this is something that pe- people, these next couple, I think, are going to be a little bit controversial. And I think that we are, it's a very important that we tread lightly on this and not any kind of conclusions until we know what is exactly happening and i think that's the problem with that's been happening with a lot of the x-men community people are jumping to conclusions with this stuff and it's like it is you know uh, in my mindset it's going to be something like you know uh, obviously where it's like major victories and minor victories um that it is well known across the uh, miniature game world so i'm expecting something like that um, but I, I think at the same time we have to wait and see what this is going to be, and uh, we know the direction they're kind of taking is obvious. But um, like I said, it, it's one of those things that it, it's very delicate, and I'm glad people aren't harping on this stuff too much because it's definitely going to change the game in ways. Um, I mean, they did confirm ties are coming back, right? If it's less than 26 points uh, victory margin, it's a tie. Didn't they say that? I I didn't remember they said a specific point total, but they they could have. Yeah. They definitely said ties are coming back, and I don't know if it was like uh, if you were within 26 points, it became a tie, or if it was like and like you had to destroy you, a certain amount to become valid victory. I mean, we used to have Zach, Mike. You may remember back in uh, the with modified wins back in the old days. Yep. Like, yeah. I mean, so it feels like it may be something like that. Oh. I mean, now, what is your opinion on that? Well, like, if I remember correctly, like, a victory was five points and a modified win was three points. 
So you could, uh, like, in a six-day tournament, win all your games, but then have fewer tournament points than someone who's had some losses. Which, when I don't think it happened that often, but it, I guess that kind of feels bad. But then... Um, but I think most okay. of the time it didn't cause a problem. Most of the time. Okay. So one of the problems with that, though, is kind of similar to just the whole MOV system uh, in general, in that it encourages you to almost make the game as unfun for your opponent, even after you've already hit the the point where you can no longer lose the game. Um, right? Like, the, it's... It almost sort of feels like sometimes there should just be like a gentleman's agreement. Like, we're just going to walk away here. You clearly have won this game. No need to waste anyone's time. No reason to make me feel miserable by you killing all of my ships. Uh, and now you need to go and you need to definitely kill all those ships to try and get as many of these points as possible. And that's that's kind of what MOV has also already done. But um, it, it is definitely encouraging you know the the absolute destruction of you know potentially newer players who uh might have a a, a very bad time i guess on the flip side it incentivizes a winning player to continue to engage and if they chose not to engage then uh, the, the losing player might just be chasing them for the last like 30 or 40 minutes yep also true i i agree oh i mean i guess it depends on the matchup in the game and I think it'd be better. Yeah, you know, MOV. <laughs> I, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, I, I think we really need to like, just wait to see what when that rules doc comes out, what it's going to say, and how. Uh, it, the, the, I feel like there's so many things that they could do, and it's hard because I don't remember seeing if there was one for like versus protocols, like they had something out that like they could possibly mimic. But um, I, I think this is exciting. Is my take on it? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree uh, with that. I mean, I mean, like when you go to a tournament and they don't count MOV, I actually really kind of like that. <laughs> not, not paying yeah. attention when they're like, okay, five and ones make the cut, and then you know, that just I kind of like that. That's why we're. Doing well, you're it. in luck. Um. All right. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I think this is something that we really need to just wait and see what they're doing. Um, I, I think objective play is. I'm excited for that. I mean, they basically said that you know objectives are going to be coming to X Wing. They said that they will be doing a rotation for um, competitions, so it, organized play is going to be introduced to that. Um, I, they did say that dogfighting, the standard 206, um, well, maybe they didn't say 206, but they did say that there will be, uh, the standard format that we play now will be in that rotation. So it's stuff like that. Um, but other than that, like there's, there's so much opportunity and I think this could breathe, it, it could breathe a new life into X-Wing. Um, if you've ever played another with... miniatures game, you know how important objectives are. <laughs> right! But like that's the thing, is like, how long have we been playing Dogfight? And like, it gets stale, and we get new points, and then we get, you know, and then it gets stale, and then we get new points, and then we get a new ship, and then it's kind of like, 
this is a I think a, a neat thing to um not just for competitive play, but I think it's also good for because like I mean, so like the way it's gonna work for competitive play is let's say there is six objective um type games that we could do. Competitive will probably be they'll probably say, Okay, these are the missions that are in season, blah blah blah. So you go to a tournament, they will pull a random um objective out of the hat and that is what everyone plays basically um now we, we don't have to get into sideboarding because we know they said that um they are it's something they are messing around with but i i think it is a huge uh, opportunity for sideboarding with uh, if we have different types of games that stuff needs but also on the flip side um something like objectives and is great for just tabletop kitchen play and casual, you know, people that don't aren't in the competitive scene. It, it really kind of brings a, a lot of um, new dimensions to the game, I guess. Yeah, competitive play seems really cool. Um, I, I, but one thing they were talking about, I think, when they were talking about competitive play was uh, balancing and the need for for balancing and. I, I actually haven't talked to any of you guys about this yet, and I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about it, but I got the impression after watching the stream that regular points changes were probably not going to be a thing anymore. And did anyone else get that impression? Um, I... I didn't, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I might have missed where that was where you would have gotten that impression from that's one of the things that i a lot of these arguments people are bringing and, and like with the tournament and everything it's like well, can you timestamp where you got this from and I, and I think that's very important that people need to be yeah and i i don't uh, have a timestamp for it but i can tell you the exact context it was they were talking about how ffg had built the levers in where they could change points um, but they said that the ideal system is one where they never have to do that. So that it, it was quite possible that moving forward, if they did a good enough job on this initial points change with these new rules, that we might see new points just when new ships come out. And it sounded like they were no longer committing to doing a six-month points readjustment. Sure. I do remember this. Um, I mean, it could be. Uh, uh, with that being said, I mean, that might more than six months you know maybe uh, flip side of it they could be doing points changes when a new ship comes out but they could be adjusting it but we get like a new ship a quarter right yeah and, and we don't know i don't know exactly what they meant but i i haven't heard anyone talk about the fact that uh you know like the meta readjustment that we get just from points changes might be a thing in the past uh, right. unless there are serious problems and that seems like a a big uh a big issue or a big you know topic i guess because like jonathan said i mean they're doing a lot of hard work right now for no monetary value right like a new set of rules doesn't really make money unless uh you know we're talking about new players buying in but the work itself on the rules doesn't necessarily have an inherent value and the same is no, true for the points not. adjustments right like points adjustments don't uh have a an inherent dollar figure that is going to bring in so they might be trying get, to, to get to a system where they're not going to have to spend all that time unless there's a big problem you're you're, you're right you, you are absolutely right that it could but like i said this could be something where um the if they get to a certain point like i i don't think that there will ever be a spot where they don't need to change um points across the board and, and i think 
I can say that with confidence, but I also think that there's a time where what they're trying to do is, let's say, with a certain scenario that they release, something could be completely irrelevant to the game. And, you know, when they rotate it, it that exact thing, same thing, ship or upgrade card or something could be completely relevant to the game. And it's like, and I think that's kind of what they're referring to. Um, where, like, you know, obviously dogfighting and all the stuff that we've been playing for years is obviously something that we've come adjusted to where, you know, we need to change the meta that way and stuff like that. But, like, something as simple as, let's, I, I don't like using the term droid snooker because I know it triggers Bright. Um, Wait, what triggers me? Like, <laughs> what? What triggers me? I, droid soccer. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Um, something like, okay, like, this is compute, uh, completely hypothetical, but, like, something like Soon Tier could be amazing at Droid Snacker, where Tavson could be terrible at Droid Snacker, and then, uh, they could release a MVP, you know, system where Tavson being able to stay alive for as long as, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not saying Tavson can't stay alive more than Soon Tier, but... Uh, it, it could switch things completely, you know, in, in the opposite direction for certain things. So, yeah, I kind of get that. I, I don't hate it, but I mean, it's, I think at the same time, I don't see if they do like a point adjustment per year. I, I could understand why. I could understand why, but I will say I would be disappointed. I, mm-hmm. I, I do find that the the game gets a little stale after like six months by the, like the five month mark. I'm, I'm ready. Like, like, give me, give me something new to play. So I, I hope it doesn't yeah. become a, a stale thing like that. As I was reading it, I, I don't think they're majorly concerned with the points issue right now. And the fact that they're dropping all this new information on us. Um, I don't think they're going to go away from the points changes. They, I mean, they've got to at least every three to six months, once things are getting fully back, you know, out of the quarantine and all the crap that we're dealing with and we're running constant events and we're running, you know, sanctioned events and whatnot, but they, the meta is going to change and the only way to change it is via the points. Yeah. So I don't think it's a big for them right now. I think in their eyes, they're probably redeveloping the game the way that they want it to be where it'll be easier down the road for everybody. Brett, stop incending riots. I'm not trying to. Like I said, I just, <laughs> I, it was a concern no, I, I had. I get what you're saying, but I, I mean, don't you play any other mini games? <laughs> I don't. <All> right. <laughs> so are we ready to it's talk about the big one? Sorry, Zach. Um, oh, yeah, Zach, no, I was, I was just cracking a joke about despite my best efforts to get Brett to play another minis game. It's true. <laughs> it's okay. We'll 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 just everybody give him some Legion for Christmas. Yay! Brett's a Legion player now. <laughs> I you know I know this is the middle of the podcast, it's super out of pocket, but I do want to I need to plug the uh Legion ninety nine podcast and their group. Um that they, they also have been sending us um, a lot of prize support that we will be using. Um, I can't tell you what it is yet because they asked me not to reveal it yet, 
but they um we have some collaborations with the legion 99 podcast that uh have really kind of turned out very very nice so i think they uh, may uh, have actually announced it on facebook today but oh we don't want to spoil it just in case i'm wrong but i do remember seeing some stuff today so um yes uh, i do have to shot that now um okay so before we burn it all down burn it down um all right so disclaimer one of the things that they said was this is currently in testing they don't know if it's going to be implemented and when the a when the community called them out of being like they're not actually testing it they're just warming you up to it I want to say it was Pagani said that like he was like no we are actually testing this like he kind of got snippy with it like and like I'm glad that he did because uh, the the X-Wing community like just overreacts at the drop of a pin but what we're talking about is the possible rules changes to bumping and being able to possibly focus and calculate while bumping now, I I have my opinion on it. I have, you know, read the numerous Reddit threads and different threads that are going around to the different Facebook groups and all that fun stuff. And I, my first impression is I don't like it. My second impression is I don't know if what we're you know even seeing is the or what we're even being told are like the full rules like could it be when you bump enemy ships could it be when you only bump your own ships could it be something you know when you only bump ships that are the same initiative or lower than you or something i don't know um so i think it also would be or it is right now when you go over an obstacle and oh, I, I didn't even and I say that I didn't they that. they didn't specifically say that, but plumber flew over an obstacle and took a target lock, and the, oh. the the Twitch chat, as our Twitch chats like to do, immediately called him out for it and made such a big stink that he then had to come back and say, "Oh, I could not do that because I went over the obstacle. The only thing I could do under the rules we're testing is take a focus," and then actually he couldn't even do that because it turns out he was stressed, but um. <laughs> I think that gave away a little information that they weren't necessarily intending on giving away. Sure. Okay, so one of the things that I, I want to make sure that people understand is how testing works. And I know that AMG testing, for a fact, is a little bit different than FFG testing. Um, so, you know, we all know that there's leakers in the community and, you know, you have that friend that is testing something or, you know, something else. And I also know something that they are also doing things like this community tests this and this community tests that. So, I, 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 I my personal opinion is I'm not panicking until I know all the ins and outs of what they are actually going to do now like the bad thing i I think about this stream is there was a lot of like i was watching things and it was like okay they seem very you know this is the way it's going to be 
you know, there's no doubt about it. And then, like, for some reason, people just kind of, like, didn't grasp certain things about that. And we're like, well, they, they said their testing is like, no. They basically said that this is going to happen. We're like, this is one of the things that it was just like, you know, we're testing this. We're not sure. Like, and, like, it's very hard to make jump to conclusions that the X-Wing community is doing without knowing all of the X's and O's of what they are going into, um, the work that they're putting into this. Yeah, now, I, mean, I, I know, uh, just, just one last thing, I know I had a crazy idea of, you know, maybe, like, this is, like, something that they put into a uh, beginner rule book to be like, oh, you know, if this happens and you bump your ship, you can still take a focus, but you can't do any other actions. And then, like, maybe, like, in the Twitter rule says, this rule doesn't exist. But I know that's probably not good for the game and probably won't be. But that was all, that was just me, you know, going on a tangent and thinking maybe that's what it is. But in real, reality, it was just like, I shouldn't even be jumping to those conclusions because I have no idea if that is actually what's going to happen. Sorry, Jonathan, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, so, like, you're right that, I mean, Will Schick was very clear. He said, these are the things that are engraved in stone, like um, road, deficit scoring, um, stuff like that. And um, he's very clear. And then he was also very, said very clearly that they're just testing this. He did, they did comment on their internal testing process is very iterative, like testing multiple, like, testing like it sounds like they have a really fast in-house testing process the way he was saying like they test something else if it didn't work go on to the next thing if that doesn't work go on to the next thing and do it in rapid iterations that's how he sort of described it you can imagine if um ffg had leaked say all right like phantom decloaking i know that they've gone when they were trying to figure it out they had many different versions before sort of settling on the different versions that ended up in game so you can imagine hearing like an earlier yeah. pretest version and being like you know drawing the wrong conclusions um i you know the idea of a beginner's rule book i don't think that's crazy i mean like just saying these okay. are basic rules and then having basic and advanced rules maybe paving the way not for a third edition but for a new core set i think right. that'd be very realistic a new core set just with new rule book in there change up the minis in there throw in some new pilots so that people want to, uh, veterans would want to pick it up. Right. And one of the things that I, I do want to say, like, I mean, like, I know everyone um, is, like, uh, let's face it, like, this is 3.0. Uh, it's just because they're not putting out a conversion kit or anything like that. Like, I mean, how many, don't you guys play mini games? How many times, like, <laughs> it's literally just a new rule book. Like, that's all it is. Like, and you, the conversion kits, like, they exist in certain games, um, obviously X-Wing, but they're not always there. Like, uh, they'll come out with new models and stuff, and, and it, it's it's fine. Like, um, so uh, I don't think that's something that people, I know that's been something that's been kind of, like, tossed around about, and uh, if... It, that you know that people don't want to buy another conversion kit and blah 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 but I, I think at the same time that like it might just come down to that like you can just buy a new rule book or the obviously the way that amg has been working is that the rules will just be posted so it, it's uh, fine I, I mean i think um like i said 
I, I know people are panicking and everything like that, but that is my take on it. Now, Brent, I'm sure you're panicking. You, you like to panic. I don't like to panic. I, I don't know. I you just do like to panic. I hear the panic in your voice right now. <laughs> no, I don't like to panic. I don't know. Well, I mean. <laughs> I just am concerned that, that some of these changes are just way too big and yeah. unnecessary and do change the fundamental uh, part of the game. I, I think I think I'm taking it all quite well, actually. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have. So like, you, you have after you've talked to us. <laughs> yes. So I mean I'll be like I agree with like Brett, or I assume what Brett would say is like I don't like the idea of getting an action after bumping. I don't the sh- shooting at range zero doesn't bother me as much. But because um, sometimes I can see them not liking, like you get into these weird stalemates where like the ships are just bumping each other and not shooting. So yep. I mean, say you have like one versus one, and they're just you're just bumping each other, trying not to let the other guy shoot you. So and I regenning see... your force at the same time, you're forgetting that extra part. So I can <laughs> see how Schick and Plummer wouldn't like that. Um, so that doesn't, but because bother me because you get these weird situations where i don't know a single lambda ties up an entire tie swarm and you can't shoot it so i that but i was thinking it seems so weird and different but if you if you played x-wing for the first time and you opened the rule book and it said when you bump you can only focus and you can't take your other actions and it said you can still shoot at range zero but you don't get a bonus it wouldn't feel weird if you sat down for the game for the first time if you've never played before. I agree. I have to say, as a new player, when I was starting, bumping was one of the more difficult concepts to understand and wrap my head around. As to like, first of all, why thematically does it have this type of effect? And is it really supposed to, to punish me this much? Right? Because, you know, back then, like, when you're a new player, all you're trying to do is just, like, not hit the rocks and and do your maneuvers. You have no idea that bumping is a strategic element. And like they said, you know, that was kind of a uh, a found tactic. It wasn't really a planned tactic necessarily. So I, I agree with you, Jonathan. I think if I sat down and this was the rule, it wouldn't strike me as being weird. It might strike me as being more thematically correct. I have a question for you. Um, do you think that maybe being able to only take a focus while after bumping, do you think that could be a, not a nerf to force, but more like a, like a counter to force in a way? Yeah, I think it definitely puts puts force um, on a more even playing field with uh, with everything else. Because I mean, like, uh, like obviously like force, like, okay, you could be like, I'm going to focus and then, now I have a focus and force, which me were, you know, but I, I think at the same time, like, um, force, I think, still has the upper advantage, but it definitely puts it on a little bit more of an even playing field. Yeah, I mean, people have been, been crying for a, a force change, right, where if you're bumped or you weren't able to, to do an action that turn, like, you don't get to spend your force or you don't get to regenerate a force. And honestly, all of the proposals I've seen have been incredibly clunky and I think difficult to implement. So this 
of just this this type of change of just sort of increasing the power level for everyone if they bump to being what force had seems like a much cleaner way than trying to nerf force the way people had suggested right i don't know it, it'll be uh, like i said i'm not burn it down I no if you want me to burn it down i've been asking to burn it down for a while i don't really I, like I will call out hard. everyone <laughs> um, uh, all right on that note does anyone else have anything that we want to talk about before we start to close things out i mean like I said, it's this. It, it, people are panicking, and I, I think in the stage that AMG is at, like I, I think we just need to relax because, like, they're probably looking at every aspect of the game. They probably looked at like, do we even need range rulers? Do we even need templates? Like, they might have. And if they ever said that, then the you know community probably would have absolutely flipped. Oh, Paul would have started a riot. And people would have followed. But no, like, like I, I think we just have to sit and wait and see what everything is. And in the meantime, you can uh, experience the new road rules at the PAX Unplugged unofficial Liberty Squadron system open slash come be our friend slash come beat Brett. And that's so that, all right. that that's all true, but I think I think we also would be remiss if we did not say that you can also come out on November 27th to East Coast Games where Mike Bird, who's here with us right now, is going to be running a wonderful preview event for PAX. Uh, And I think you guys have about 15 spots left, Mike, if I recall correctly. Um, So that would be a a great thing for people to come out to. Yeah, the last time I looked at uh, TTO, there was 25 out of 40 filled. So if it's filled up even more, that's great. That means I got to go in and uh, approve some people. So, but yeah, it'll be a great time to uh, practice your list and uh, get some reps in for packs. Right. And and, um, I think this will probably, that'll probably, so it's two weeks before packs, two weeks, correct. Um, So, with that being said, I, like I think these are probably going to be the rules set for packs. If we have anything crazy that happens before then, we'll probably have an emergency meeting and um, see what the community thinks and go from there. But as of right now, this is probably more than likely the rules that we are going with. Um, so, definitely you should have plenty of time to uh, figure out a list, practice it at the East Coast Gamers Tournament on the 27th, correct? Um, and check that out there. Uh, anything else you guys would have to plug? Anything else? Anyone else have anything else to say about the new fun rules that everyone loves? Yeah, just... Just let's not overreact, right? Like, apparently I am one who overreacts, according to, to you guys. Um, but I think it is... Who thinks that Brett overreacts? I. I. Or... <laughs> I think it's... I just heard three eyes. I don't know. The, it's been really disheartening <laughs> seeing what has gone on in this community in the last week. Like, it's going to be okay. We'll figure it all out. It'll be a fun game still. 
Um, so, uh, you know, let's remember that yeah. uh, AMG is driven by profit margin too. So, uh, you know, they will be trying to make this as enjoyable and engaging of a game for as many people as possible. So You can't love Dion without loving AMG. Like, that's the stance I'm taking in this. <laughs> Hot takes. Um, no, I completely agree. I think everybody just needs to be cool. Like, this game has probably brought everyone. You've probably met so many people playing this game and have made so many friends and introduced, you know, this is a good way to maybe get new players into the game. And, and I think people have, we have to remember that, you know, I understand that, like, you know, maybe AMG is catering this a little bit more to tabletop players or casual players. And, um, but we just have to remember, like, with new players coming into the game, be cool. Like, they're there to have a good time. Um, it's how I got into the game is I came to have a good time. You know, I've always been a competitive person my entire life. And, you know, that's why I've gravitated more to competitive X-Wing. But uh, I think it's important that we also embrace anyone new that might be coming into the game and uh, making sure they enjoy it just as much as we enjoy it. Yeah, that that is a huge thing that we we can't let this supposed new rules until AMG hands us all a new rule book or up, updated rule book and says this is the way it's going to be from here on out. Just be as welcoming to new players. Don't let any of the vitriol or your own personal feelings on the supposed rules influence teaching the new people the game as it is now. Um. All right. So, final call. Anyone got any last things? All right. Uh. So, on that note, I want to make sure that everyone uh check us out on Facebook. Check us out on the Discord. Uh, you can always email us. Like I said, if you have any questions about packs and plug, send them our way. You know, that's what we want right now. We want to make sure that everyone is aware of everything going on. And that we have the best possible beacon, you know, going in. So uh, we want to really, we want to kind of like step on the right foot, going in the right direction with this tournament. That's kind of why we decided to go the route that we did instead of going um, with the old rules. We want to make sure that, like, you know, we're stepping in the right direction and um, going from there. Like, we want to introduce it to people. We want to make sure that. Um, you know, maybe just some new players coming out, like have a good time with it. And that's why we chose to go that way. So let's all have a great time. I want to thank everyone for listening. It's getting kind of late here. So uh, keep an eye out for all the pictures and press support for packs unplugged. And um, I hope to see everyone there. I hope to see everyone at East Coast Gamers and have a great night. And again, thank you for listening.